Okay, here we are again, back at the J-Rock Onsen episode, probably five. We're not sure. We'll, we'll check it. We'll make sure we get it right. Okay, so leading in with uh, our big stories right now, um, the biggest story this month is going to be mana. And for this one, I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to our resident mana expert, which is Nexus. Nexus, what's going on with mana this month? Okay, so um, this month we dedicated the whole week of one per day consecutive posts to Mana and his uh, Lolita brand Mohamed I was seven posts, uh, respectively. The first two days were dedicated to his story of Mana and Moitier, which we wrote ourselves. Then we had an interview with the staff, the American or overseas staff of Mohamed then the next day, Mana provided his five favorite Moitié items for us that we listed for our... Uh, then we have a 2018 new product showcase of Mohamed Moitié. Then a long-awaited uh, interview with Mana about his overseas activities and the brand and other stuff like that. And then for the last day, uh, a giveaway of a signed... Mohamed Moitié plastic file. Surprisingly, a post that generated a lot of user engagement was the second post, the history of um, Mana and his musical career. Uh, did you guys catch that? You know, I gotta say, I, I didn't really <laughs> look into it. I, I, I've been super busy with like finals and stuff this week, but that's definitely one I want to check out because... For as long as I can remember when I first got into J-Rock, uh, one of my closest friends who happened to be into J-Rock when I met him was really into Visual K itself, and Mana was like his god, which seems like a thing that happens a lot with people that are into Visual K. It does. Yeah, and, and, and I he, he was showing me like interviews with Mana where like really old ones where he was sitting next to Gact and he'd like whisper his answers into his ear and Gact would answer for him, and just like he the still whole, does that. Yeah, I, I, with other people, not Gact, probably. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's that's the thing. He's 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 such a mystery in his own way. I mean, people are always trying to hear him talk. I think there's like one or two clips out there in the world where he's actually talking. Like says like a word or two. Yeah, like. I think there's there's one from an interview when he says a full sentence, but oh, wow. it's, a, it's a very short one. It's like five words. <laughs> it's a very a short full sentence. <laughs> yes, but it's, it's like, a full where, sentence. Where's the toilet? Where's the toilet? <laughs> uh, no, it's <laughs> like he introduces himself. It's four words. Four words. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and he doesn't he use Sama in it? He says Mana Sama? No, no, just Mana. Ah, damn, I'm thinking of think it, Because I think it's funny also, uh, people call him, like, they refer him to Sama. Mana-sama. Yeah. Yeah, Mana-sama. It's always Sama at the end. Like, calling Mana, Mana-sama has been around since, like, 1992, 4. Since, like, the start of Manus Miser. It could be possible, but, like, you just never know, really. Yeah, just regarding information, I wanted to mention that uh, Mana, when... He was, uh, as the, the posts were coming out, he was uh, retweeting our posts on Twitter. And when he retweeted the second history post, he actually praised our research and said that he was a little shy about all the shit that we dug up. Well, there you and, go. Senpai. And I, I, I collaborated with um, Nexus on that post, and it turned out 
Well, I, I'm really proud of it. And Nexus has done a really good job on it as well, so yeah. So now, now you know that Senpai praises our research. I just want to say that before I even like began writing post, I didn't really know anything about Mana. Uh, it was very basic stuff. I knew he, he had been around for a long time. I knew of his projects and whatnot, but I knew like really nothing about him. So mm-hmm. when, when, I've, when I started researching about it, I actually started connecting connecting yeah. all the dots and everything that was really cool yeah you say connected dots you mean like you see how he was able to influence the visual k world yeah. is that it yeah definitely yeah that because people don't know that much about him he comes off as this like mysterious dark figure that people like almost have this feel for respect for and then you like dig more into it or if you have been in the fandom for a long time and you kind of know all this stuff you realize that he's just kind of a nerd that likes video games and cooking and old horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. I have, humanizes I have, him a lot. I have seen a lot of that in like his social media type posts. I remember when the PlayStation 4 launched, he had mm-hmm. a picture of him with one and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, but, it's, it's really cute. I, I mean, he has... He, it's going to sound like oh, old man, but he has been around forever. I, I think yeah. that's that's a big part of why he's so influential. Yeah, he's but, he's recently celebrated like um, twenty five years in the business. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, he's, he's 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 been active and doing stuff. Well, active is kind of he's been doing stuff, <laughs> just he's different been stuff. Doing know? some stuff. Yeah, um, he's always no, doing stuff. Like Gax. If you compare him to Gax, Gax has like released I don't know like over forty singles or something like that, right? Yeah, he spread his wings and he left that nest. Yeah, he is. Mana, Mana has been quite like inactive uh, compared to Gag, and they were like they were in the same band. So I I told you like two podcasts or three podcasts ago that Mana has this thing in which he doesn't really do all that much, but somehow everybody that's around him does a lot more. Like Kamijo, his uh, ex roadie is now a big thing. Gagged, his ex-vocalist, is now a big thing. Mana just creates superstars left and right. But did Gagged really become famous after Malice Miser era? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. It was a good starting point because when he went solo, he just like, if you look at Gagged's first single, Miserable, or how the fuck do you pronounce it? It's totally Malice Miser, like, it's, it's the same. It yeah, took him a while out. to like break away from that. Obviously, vanilla. You can't say gag. <laughs> That's it. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's let's get on to the next story before we start fucking trying to kill each other over <laughs> what mana has made and what other people have made of themselves. So for that, I'm gonna need sis. Uh, oh. We got some awesome, awesome hide news. What's going on with hide, sis? It's about it's been about twelve years since Hyde released um, his album Faith, and since then he's released material like with Lark on and off, and you know what he was previously working working focusing full time on Vamps until they announced their hiatus at the end of two thousand seventeen. But after some radio silence, um, he's now back as a solo artist. Um, he released single Who's Gonna Save Us on June twenty seventh, and will release another Light on um, august 1st um you can hear both of them now actually 
on Spotify. Um, if you haven't checked that out, I recommend you do. I personally can't say I'm most familiar with whatever Hyde does as a solo eyes, but what I can say is these songs are pretty good. Um, there's also a re-recording of Midnight Celebration from Hyde's second album, which is 666, and it's called well, Midnight Celebration 2. Because of that too, can we, I don't know, can we, we can debate if we can call it re-recording or whatnot. I also mentioned Afterlife and the music video short is out. But I do recommend you check that also. And that really gave off some strong gothic vibes. Um, you could almost be visual K, especially with the netting on his face, the gray eyes and the glow in the dark paint. I really like it al- alongside the song. I do. I prefer it also much more to Who's Gonna Save Us. For someone who hasn't listened to Hyde's solo work uh, in a while, how does it compare to the Vamp stuff? Oh, yeah, I was thinking that, and it's not... It has similarities, but I feel like his solo stuff is a little bit softer, maybe? I can't... It's really hard because I haven't listened to the, like, Vamp's recent stuff, and what I just, like... From what I can gather, Brown's recent stuff kind of goes in line with his solo stuff, but hmm. I don't know. It's debatable. It definitely is debatable. I, I kind of suspected that because you've been work. He's been working with Vamps, uh, as Matthew said, full time, uh, and so it's quite hard to like break out from it. I think so. It lingers on e- even in his, in his mind, like unconsciously, probably. Well, the thing about Hyde Vamps Hyde. Larkon Ciel, if you want to get into that too, is that when he's with Larkon Ciel, they're kind of like an upbeat pop rock band. Like, you know, they do those Annie songs, anime openings, endings. Full Metal Alchemist is the one that everyone knows. Yeah. Like, his like, much more, like, the clarity of his voice is better. And it's like, he has that very, I don't know, it's very, it's very different from Bams, obviously, to his solo project. Yeah, yeah. His Lark on CL work is different from Vamps and his solo work. And then his solo work, it was always kind of odd to me. Like, I never knew what he was really going for until Vamps happened. And if I recall correctly, when Vamps happened, one of the reasons Vamps happened was because in his solo work, he was working with Kaz a lot. And he, and he, felt, with, okay. he felt he wasn't giving Cause the credit he deserved for always being there, which is why Vamps became Vamps. And they still oh. kind of seemed like Hyde's solo work, in my opinion. They started with, uh, what was it, Love Addict, and then they kind of moved on from there. And I feel like they, as Vamps, really changed a lot. But I feel like a lot of it was really Hyde pushing for a particular sound which Hyde really is into, like, a lot of the 80s hair metal bands that were around. Like, that's his yeah. dream. If you look at him on social media, he'll post, like, oh, I'm at the whatever place with all these records on the wall, some of my favorites. And he'll point out, like, Ozzy Osbourne's Black Sabbath and and Motley Crue and stuff. But then you listen to his stuff... And it's like he's trying to mirror that, but with his own Hyde twist on it. And for myself and my buddy, we don't really get it. We feel like Hyde should just be Hyde and stop trying to mimic these other people. And especially the later stuff in Vamps, it all sounded the same to me. And that, I, think one I good feel, example is what the new stuff with Hyde solo sounded like. I think one good example is his song uh, Six Blood Rock and Roll. 
Yes. Yep. It's, it really tries to mimic the kind of style, that the Western style, but it's still not really there. But I don't know if that's what, what he's going for. Yeah, I, but I think it is. Has I think the you're same right. Vibe. Yeah, it's really it's really a, a fusion of Hyde's style. You know, if you listen to like Faith, and and then you know some of this Western stuff. And I mean, he did with Kaz as Vamps a really good cover of Motley Crue's Livewire. Like that's my favorite song that yeah. Vamps ever put mm-hmm. out. But then I listen to some of their other stuff, and I'm kind of like, what are we doing here, guys? Another thing to mention is that he did work with Kaz on Faith, so there yeah. you go. I, I feel like he will probably release an album in the next like next year, maybe two years from now, most definitely. But how different will it be from Bams? Like, approach his music in a different way. And at the moment, I can't really see differences unfortunately but you know hopefully once if if he releases that album it'll be you will see it yeah i i i I agree with you on that one right now i don't see too much of a difference from what we saw at uh you know ending era vamps part of me Mm -hmm. wonders if it was you know why they took their break if it was because of how hard hyde is pushing right now because hyde really likes where he is it seems like he really likes the music he's making and he keeps making it and they were pushing hard. They were doing U.S. tours, world tours, yeah, yeah. Japan tours in small venues, too. I, I think uh, yeah. I saw Vamps at the Roxy, I want to say it was. It may have been somewhere else. And it was it was one of the smallest venues I've been to. And they were doing shows like that once a year out here in the U.S. in multiple mm-hmm. places. So they were yeah. pushing really hard with, like, no breaks. I wouldn't be surprised if Kaz was like, hey, bro. I want to slow down, and he was like, fuck you, I'm going to go and be high on my own. <laughs> and then he just kept rolling with what he's doing. But on that note, uh, let's move on to NBT. You have a topic for us today, which is the Gazette. They did something, from my understanding. I don't know, I don't keep up with them. I heard that Gazette is your favorite band, correct? <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like my number one band. I I, I I have my uh, uh, my shirt in this box underneath a bed from when I saw them when they came to LA. That ticket was well worth the sixty dollars. <laughs> Guess I released a, a new album, as most of you guys know, and it's called Ninth. I have nine or nine. Listen, ninth, ninth, ninth. ninth. The album was uh, quite. I would say it, it was quite mixed. So in terms of the songs that, that you got from it, it was a bit heavy, one side of it, and then you also had this um, softer pop kind of sound. And I personally f- thought that Falling was still the best song from the album, but I still think my favorite songs from the album were the uh, the, the softer songs, actually, the, the popular songs, because it has this kind of like sound that we heard from Vermin, and yeah. which they released in the past. It has more of the traditional Gazette sound, uh, of course, with, with combined with the new Gazette sound that we hear from uh, their latest work. So mm. All in all, I thought the album was quite good. It's definitely one album that I won't kind of like just uh, th- throw in the corner and forget about, which uh, was kind of the thing with Toxic and... Beautiful Deformity and, and stuff like that. Yeah, you don't like uh, Beautiful Deformity? I love that one. Right. So, I mean... How do you not like Beautiful Deformity? He's weird. 
I'm gonna say weird. Gonna, yeah, I do really like Beautiful. It's probably like high high on my list of my favorite Gazette albums. But ninth, so yes, I would say it's definitely good. But I found myself gravitating towards the last half of the album uh, more so than the first half of the album. What's the softer part? Yeah, it's it gets what? it gets better. It gets as it goes on, it gets softer and better. Then at the end, there were actually two quite heavy songs uh, where you hear uh, rookies grow, uh, really shine uh, on that part. Yeah, hmm. and I think I'm, I can't remember what songs in particular, but when when they start bringing out the, like the vermin-like songs, that I mean, that's my favorite um, part when when they do that. And it's it was just solid. It was solid, but like compare if I was to compare it to Dogma. Um, like nothing compares to Dogma, dude. There's a musical masterpiece. I, know, I don't, I don't rate Dogma that high. I put Dogma like really? quite low, actually. Really? So, but in terms of concept, Dogma had a strong concept. Yeah. And all the songs were really, like, really nicely laid out. I would say, like, from song to song. This one, same, same kind of idea, but the concept I don't feel like was, and that's probably why I wasn't as drawn to it wasn't as strong so i think i think that's that might be one of the reasons why the newest album is like so polarizing in the fandom because mm-hmm. like with dogma which was so tightly conceptual and literally every song was conforming to that concept like really hard and the two consecutive singles were also a part of that concept so people kind of just got used to it being the gazette thing like okay the concept is really strong on the concept and now they put an put out an album that's really back to the times of not having all that strong concepts because the album is kind of way more of a mixed bag than dogma was and now everybody like doesn't know what to think about it and they're confused in that sense so, dogma was more solid than uh, ninth but mm-hmm. uh i think the songs were better uh that that came out from ninth actually but yeah, I mean, I'm just, yeah yeah i would say that dogma is still one of my favorites but i would still say that ninth is better yeah i agree with that yeah definitely i don't know i guess i have to listen to ninth to <laughs> I put the real develop an opinion <laughs> but at the moment i don't see a reason to i've been kind of busy listening to devil Loof over and over and over again and then all this talk about ninth 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 nine number nine ten what's after nine ten that's right dear on gray announced their tenth album so fuck all the other news big shit's happening <laughs> well, the boys are back in town get ready when we get more details, we'll let you guys know. Hopefully by the time this is posted, we'll have more details. I don't fucking know. I don't think it even... Oh, no. It does have a name. And it's a really It does totally title. have a name. You should have Googled it that. It does. I totally forgot it, though. I, I just saw 10th album, and, and I, I, I freaked out. It's a really long Actually, weird name. <laughs> Insulit... Wait, how do you pronounce that? Insulit... Insulting? <laughs> uh, ins- what? In- insolent world? Is it insolent world? Insolent world. Yeah, yeah. Really? So it's yeah, called that's, insolent. That's world. really a title unlike any other other. So I totally um, forgot that they had a title. But anyway, we'll get like, more details. What, what if- uh, so continuing the Gazette topic that we just uh, finished, <laughs> uh, Gazette established a new company called Heresy Inc. 
So they're going to stop working for this new company and phase out PS company. So they're transferring uh, to another company now. So what we know so far is that PS company is not going to have much, uh, not, uh, not many bands left on, on, their, uh, on their label. So now it's only Crawl left and uh, the rest is basically just uh, solo artists. And that means that uh, PS company is no longer really a company that is kind of associated with the uh, Visual K anymore. It's kind of sad because they were like uh, one of the yeah. people that contributed a lot to Visual K. Like they had we so had, many had, like, bands. Yavi, Sug and, and Kagra. Now they're all gone, so. Mm. Yeah, and I would say like all the solo artists are like, except for K, who was a former born guitarist, is like, of of VK, um, and they yeah, just just I mean, they they're not ending. I mean, they still got Kra, which have been they've been for them for years. Um, but I do remember when I first got into like Visual K that they they PS Company was the the label I went to first when I got into Gazette, and then I got from there I went from to Alice Nine, and then I got to Sug. Um and all of those ones, and that's when I kind of under started understanding what I did and didn't like, or was trying to just test the waters. Um, and yeah, it's just it's like a fall from grace, really. They, they were just on the top of their game, and now they're just at the bottom, I guess. Compared to like other labels, like I would say Tiny Records or Goemon Records, so. My second story is Umbrella is collaborating with Gunshin Records and to make bioweapons. Yes. <laughs> that sounds very likely. Uh, but <laughs> Umbrella is actually a design and fashion brand by Hizumi, the former vocalist from uh, of the Special Ray. They're going to produce exclusive goods and going to they're going to target their European market and Yay, uh, there will be yeah, so there were three exclusive items that they're gonna produce. For now, we don't know what they're gonna be, but there's gonna be inc- they're gonna be included in one single box. So the last one is that uh, Visual K Oyaji, aka Hoshiko-san. Uh, Would it be Hoshiko, who... aka Visual K Oyaji? Like, which one's really his name at this point? Okay, so <laughs> his, his real name is Hoshiko-san, but. But is it? I don't know. Visual K Oyaji has been more prominent uh, lately for me, at least. Uh, but he he joined in in um, the raids music video. So in the music video, he was kind of like a carnivore uh, attacking, not attacking literally. He was yeah acting very manly, so to say, in the music video. So it's it's quite interesting to see him play out a role that doesn't really fit his uh, real personality. Okay. Alright, Sis, what do you got for us? Alright. So Ancaf uh they enter an indefinite hiatus. Um as re- this is recent news actually. And this for the second time in their career. So the last live of the band will take place on January 9th, two thousand nineteen at EX or X Theatre Rapongi. So four members except for Miku will leave. Um, so there's various various re- reasons as well, like whatever you can you can see the post on the website. But um, they were one of the few visual K bands that came to Europe often. So to hear this news is for me personally is just like, you know, what's gonna happen? 
I mean, nothing's going to happen, but you know, they will. They will. Broken up about it. To me, hearing this news personally is what's going to happen. Got decapped. Oh, that's a good one. Don't make him sadder. To be honest. I but, thought they were still on hiatus from the last time. I had no idea yeah, they ever I, came I, back. I they like, oh no, they resumed. But now they're back on hiatus. Yeah. Well, he is back it's, on hiatus now. It's yeah. easy for like bands like this to like fall under the radar because like I think Lol- Lolita kind of done the same thing. But I remember them being prometa, prom- prom- prominent back in the day rather than now. And they've, now they've disbanded, so... You know, it's it just like the the one band that done like the something Ligro or how the hell do you pronounce it? They were like on hiatus for four years. Then they came and back. They and came back and like, left. You know what? Never mind. And they just broke up. Yeah, that one sucked too because I actually happened to like them a little bit. Um, so Dimlim are releasing their new album Chidor Chidora. I don't know Chidora on August eighth. Um, with 12 tracks in total, and they've re- most recently released um, their music video for Vanitas, which will be on, on the album, and oh my god, it is fucking sick. Bassist Subasa and drummer Issei left back in back last year, in November, I believe, and now they've brought in new members. I believe one of the members is called Taishi, who's the bassist, and Hiroshi, who's the drummer. And um, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, they are definitely a band to look out for in the next coming years. Okay. In the visual seat. So definitely check that one out. And the cool thing is, if you want to check it out the not so legal way, you won't get killed by their drummer anymore. So. <laughs> not that I condone <laughs> it, but. No death penalty for pirating Dimlim anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got anything else, sis? That's it. Alright, Nexus. Yeah, I got some quick news that are actually going to be quick, oh my god. So, Kamejo is continuing his sang run with another sang piece, which is a sang single coming out in July. It's called Sang Kimenyo Kurunamae. There's not really all that much info left. Probably the new Rifurichi album, Smells Like a Star Something, is still happening, so keep an eye out for that. And one more piece of info, if you are attending Eternal Twilight in Finland, the convention that Manabis is going to be appearing in, you can send in your Q&A questions by mail to them, check out their Facebook site, all info is there, till July 20th, so don't procrastinate it till the last day if you want to participate. That's my quick news. All right, and now we're on to our final stretch here, which is social media. And uh, this month, uh, we asked everyone what the longest J-Rock song is. And I mean, there's obviously a definite answer to that, but people answered with a range of different really long songs. And I noticed in our post, which I didn't have anything to do with, uh, Venushka by Deron Gray was mentioned, which is much shorter than Macabre, which thankfully Yutaka pointed out in twitter so yeah uh the one that i would say is the longest that i knew of was macabre and that was the re-recording on unraveling it's like i think it's like 16 minutes hmm. personally the one that's caught my attention was somebody brought up uh kamijo's symphony of the vampire uh, concretely anna maria is the name um they 
Brought It Up is one of the long songs which Loki surprised me because it made me realize that it actually is a long song. I used to consider it seven individual songs that kind of just compounded into like a bigger thing and apparently people consider it a single song. Just probably because it has a single music video. Half an hour long. Why is it fucking seven movements though? Fuck. That's long. Shit. Ermity, what you got? So, so the music video is half an hour. Yeah, it's like what the hell does it do? Like in thir- like thirty minutes? How do you, does it fill it up? Yeah, it's it's a pretty fulfilling music video. I kind of like it actually. Like just pan around his face. No, <laughs> it's it's got like different stuff in it, and it's overlaid with this like unifying shots of him and the band just like performing and whatever set up. But it's got like story pieces sprinkled throughout so it's not just, like just on camera for 30 minutes it's a short fucking movie basically isn't it <laughs> what fucking basically a short fucking yeah. movie that that reminds me uh a long time ago i think it was when unraveling was announced or when they were talking about it uh for some reason rumors popped up that there was going to be a song on it that was going to be like over 45 minutes and I don't know why those rumors popped up, but I was telling a friend about it who knows nothing about J-Rock. And he's like, fuck, man. You know what you could do? You could, like, listen to that twice instead of watching Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why that was his gauge of time. Huh. It's true, though. Um, my one I've got is... um. So Lunacy, the one crushed to create, which is 22 minutes and 57 seconds long, which is fuck. Uh, it's a good song, though. I recommend it. Um, Mary, Gekisei, um, which is on the Underworld album. That's 15 minutes and 13 seconds long. And one that probably it probably wouldn't be as popular, um, but it's my own my own choice um, is um, Ichini Zero Ichini. Um, which is with Confession on their album seven, which is 19 minutes and 45 seconds long. Um, I just looked up my iTunes library and just put it up and just see see what was there. But yeah, those were the ones that really stood out to me. It was uh, Alice Nine, Gemini, uh, yes. the, the three movements, uh, which was um, uh, in total 12 minutes. Uh, oh, just and... over 12 minutes, yeah. Not so much. The the three movements they're pretty similar to each other, but it's still like you don't get bored bored listening to to the entire song. And I used to listen to it like through the entire thing like a lot of times uh, in the past. But now I kind of like forgot about it. But this thing brought it back to my memory, so I started listening to it again. Somebody brought up the Ace song Elemental Alchemica, which is like forty minutes, and I have realized that I completely forgot that that existed. Like. Completely completely disappeared out of my mind until I got reminded. It's pretty long, yes. I think like you, you usually wouldn't like, oh, let's put up a song that's like 40 minutes yeah. long. <laughs> I listen to that like daily. 40 minute long songs, what are you talking about? Like before so you go to bed, oh, let's listen to a song. 40 mm. minutes long. So, I mean, my, my question on the ones with movements in them, are these different tracks? Yeah, you that can. Uh, sometimes that's not one long song if it's split into <laughs> movements. That's multiple yeah. That's what. That's why. I, if if that's you want to make that up. argument, then um, what is it? What 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 was the only good Gazette album? 
Dogma. <laughs> Dogma. <laughs> there we go. Dogma uh, is no. the longest song because all those songs bleed <laughs> into each other. I was no, that's like that's literally the reason why I brought up the Kamijo Symphony of the Vampire because on the CD and everywhere else it's like separate tracks and you can listen to them separately, but people keep claiming that it's a single song that's half an hour long because it's a single music video. Yeah, like, if, that's if, what, well, like in one a piece. single video it's justifiable, but this bullshit that MBT is bringing up, I don't justify that. No, listen here. Listen because they here. make it consumer. They make it. They make it fucking consumer friendly because they have to have it in three separate separate tracks because people aren't gonna listen to it and otherwise. I thought you said you do all the time or used to at least. <laughs> now what? I did. Now I'm not what? Normal. Would add to um, MBT's one is that the second movement of Je- Gemini is much different to like the first and third one and probably the best of the three movements. Just personal opinion. With Mary's, Mary's Gekise, it's like the same thing. It's three movements in which the middle one is completely different from like yeah. the beginning and the end, but it's like in one track. So you get like one track, then it completely changes and it's super grating for like two minutes and it like hella annoys me because I hate the middle and then it becomes good again. But it's one track, so you can't even skip the middle. Fucking love the middle. Really? I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it at first, but I love it now. All right. Well, I I think I think we've we've figured out that there are a lot of long songs, and I think pretty recently uh, shortest songs went up. So maybe we'll talk about that next time. Maybe not. But for now, uh, we got nothing else to talk about. So let's just close this out. Uh, so as always, I've been your host Mazo with my co-host Nexus and Sis, and our special guest MBT. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.